You know, think about it. A tree uses photosynthesis, the transformation of light, to create its resin. So to me, this is why amber energetically feels so luxuriously warm. It really is the energy of sun, of the sunbeams transformed into something tangible, into something physical. Welcome to the Crystal Guardian Podcast. My name is Caressa, and this is a show on which I share about my life as a healer and crystal artist. Here, we meet at the crossroads of creativity and consciousness, art and spirituality, giving a voice to the visionaries of today. Hello and a very, very big, happy, warm welcome to the Crystal Guardian podcast. We have another Crystal Archives episode today. And I just want to start with saying that I've been really, really enjoying creating these episodes. I do research for them every time I, you know, go from my own knowledge and wisdom and experience that I've yeah, that I've gathered over the years that I've been working with the minerals. Um, but I learn a lot every episode as well. And I, yeah, I just love being able to connect with all the beautiful minerals around me even better and better and better. So it makes me very happy. I hope these episodes make you very happy as well, of course. Um, yeah, and one thing, I am very sorry if... There are some noises in the background. I am right now in our Cape Town apartment, which is located next to a road. And yeah, we'll be here for the next month. So probably, yeah, maybe a little bit of noise in the next one or two episodes, but nothing we can't manage. Um, just a little FYI. Yeah, and what we are going to dive into today is amber. Amber. It's often regarded as a mineral, but actually it's organic material. It is petrified tree resin, and it holds many, many keys to the wisdom of the natural world of a very, very long time ago. It's mostly found along the coastlines of the Baltic Sea, in the Dominican Republic, and in Myanmar. And, you know, firstly, I just want to start off by mentioning amber is formed as a tree resin. So this is a very gooey substance that is exuded by trees, primarily pine trees. And they do this when they are wounded. So for example, like a branch breaking or, you know, a storm happen and something scratched the bark, stuff like that. And this tree resin is formed to create this protective layer to shield it from diseases, um, unwanted insects trying to get in, and sometimes catching unsuspecting insects and other animals in its sweetie stickiness, which encases them for eternity. And the craziest things have been found in this resin, like even birds from millions of years ago. So it's actually a really cool sort of scientific thing that happens here because it gives us a very beautiful image of all the things that happened yeah tens of millions of years ago over time the resin hardens and it plugs up the injury in the tree to prevent further damage so 
most of this resin just gets worn away by weather, um, but just a small group can stand the test of time. For this to be able to happen is that it needs to be chemically stable. It needs to be strong enough to endure the sun, to endure rain, extreme temperatures, and uh, microorganisms like bacteria, fungi, that kind of stuff. Secondly, this young amber needs to be in the right conditions to fossilize. The hardened resin is so light that it floats in seawater. So when it finds its way to the sea, it floats away on the waves and eventually gets buried under sediment. We need wet clay and sand sediment to preserve the resin well, as the clay is low in oxygen and the sediment eventually turns to rock. And with the building of this sediment, young amber, or otherwise known as copal, is formed. Intense heat and pressure help finalize the fossilization process to this beautiful orange amber. And for example, in the Baltics, many trees were knocked down and buried uh, by glaciers. And this caused an abundance of amber that just washes up in the coast there. Most amber is around 30 to 90 millions, uh, million years old. But it's not really clear how long the entire process of starting out as resin to eventually forming amber uh, actually takes. Something I find fascinating is that with modern science, they've been able to trace back what trees the amber came from. So amber, of course, has its own overarching energy, but I do believe that the properties of these trees give their own little imprint of energy to these pieces, these amber pieces. An interesting thing to dive into if you have a piece yourself. So finding out where your amber comes from. The amber found in the Baltic region, so Germany, Poland, or Russia, comes from a very rare group of conifer trees. Conifer trees symbolizes immortality and eternal life because they retain their leaves or their pines throughout the whole year. You can still find one of its descendants in Japan, the Japanese umbrella pine. And Dominican Republic's amber mostly comes from a now extinct species of trees called the, okay, this is Latin, but the Hymenaea protera. And a distant nephew of this tree, this species, can be found in eastern Africa, which is known as the copal or amber tree. And this is used to make fragrant incense. The trees in the Hymenae family are named after the Greek god of marriage, Hymen. And its lovely scent was sometimes used in native Indian marriage ceremonies. So the moral of the story here is always ask where your crystals or, you know, whatever you're getting, where they're from and write it down. Because this is information that later on, once you learn more about the crystal, it can tell you a lot about the crystal and its specific journey in Mother Earth. Because all, you know, we have the energy of Mother Earth, but of course, different places in Earth hold different energies, different power centers, and yeah, different trees hold their own energy as well, which all contributes to the end result of the energy that a crystal carries. Amber usually is a light honey color, but it can range from very light, so 
almost white to almost black. And sometimes it can even be found as blue or red. It really depends on the type of tree. When your amber is clear, it's, uh, the resin was excreted on the bark. Um, but when your piece is a bit more cloudy, uh, so it's a bit yeah, cloudy, like there's some stuff going in, uh, in there or some darker pieces, then you know it's from inside the tree. And some amber that is sold now is actually stained glass, plastic, or not yet fully formed young amber. And when you're trying to figure out if you have a piece of amber in your hands, notice its weight uh, because it's very light compared to most minerals. And another way to know if you have a real piece of amber is that it should float in salt water. Amber has long had many people dreaming and wondering. Many writers have written stories musing that it was the solidification of sunbeams as they struck the earth or the crystallized tears of the goddess Clymene, who transformed into a poplar tree from the grief of losing her son, Pateon. So, listen up, Pateon was about to scorch the earth after borrowing his dad's, the sun god Helios' sun chariot. And to prevent this, Zeus had to strike him down with one of his thunderbolts. And, yeah causing for the goddess to grieve over her son. And her tears are believed to be the pieces of amber. And this is also why the Greeks call amber electrum, after the name for the sun, elector. Amber was considered very mysterious by the ancients, as nobody really knew where it came from. It was often considered to protect its wearer. And we find really many amulets and ornaments in Greece and Egypt, dating back as far as the Stone Age. In Roman cemeteries, they have even found child burials with amber beads inside, and they were placed like amulets. The ancient Roman Pliny mentions in his Encyclopedia of Natural History that people believed amber could help with problems connected to the tonsils, mouth, and throats, as well as mental disorders, which is... Very interesting because nowadays it's often used as an aid for teething babies. You see a lot of little ones with those amber necklaces when the teeth are coming through. And the one thing that I do want to mention is be careful that there is no choking risk when you're having your little one wear a necklace like that. I'd say if you are concerned about this, a safer alternative would be to place some amber around their bed as they sleep or you can hold it yourself as you gently hold it against their skin. And of course, you can do that when you're feeding, when you're you know, just doing skin to skin, any moments. And amber, all the way back in the day, was even ground and mixed with rose oil and honey to treat eye and ear infections. So naturally, amber contains succinic acid, which was used in medicines before the rise of antibiotics. So it was kind of a precursor for antibiotics. There are, yeah, definitely a lot of healing powers to be found in this little piece of nature. And it is no coincidence that back in the day they already used it for these purposes. Now, knowing all of this, you can imagine the properties of amber are intricately connected to its history of natural healing. Amber is a powerful healer and cleanser and it activates the self-healing abilities of the body. It absorbs pain and negative energy and transforms it into something positive. 
And my favorite thing about amber is that it's this ancient piece of nature. So it's literally, you know, tens of millions of years old. And it's still holding the energy of the earth of that moment. Which is what makes it very grounding as well, having this strong tree and earth connection. And I think the ancients weren't very far off when they called it solidified sunbeams because, you know, think about it. A tree uses photosynthesis, the transformation of light, to create its resin. So to me, this is why amber energetically feels so luxuriously warm. It really is the energy of sun, of the sunbeams transformed into something tangible, into something physical. And it doesn't really have that super intense, sparkly joy that you find in, for example, a citron. Amber's light, to me, is a little more subtle, almost like poetry on a warm summer night. And lastly, as like most orange minerals, amber is great for creative self-expression as well. So... All in all, a very warm, healing, beautiful, strong, ancient energy to have with you. And for myself, Amber hasn't really been part of my life for that long, but last year it was calling me. I waited for a while until I came across the perfect piece and found a beautiful necklace in a shop in my hometown. The necklace is made with amber and Dutch driftwood, which to me is a perfect pairing because it unifies the tree energy of now and the tree energy of many millions of years ago. And the funny thing about this necklace is that I, I really love it, but everyone I've shown it to has replied with like a weekly, oh, it's very different from what you normally wear. Yeah. Uh, which to me translated means I don't really like it that much, but I also don't want to insult you. And um, this really shows that sometimes a crystal or other item is calling you in and really making its energy so alluring to you that you can't see anything else but its beauty just because you need that energy in your life, which, yeah. I find just a beautiful way of how the universe works sometimes. And my word for this year, for 2023, is life force energy. It's not really a word, but you get it. A lot will happen. I am going to be starting up to new businesses. Um, we are potentially welcoming in a little human into our family, hopefully this year. And, you know, that's a lot of energy. And, you know, somehow I've always felt like I got um, a battery that was not as big as everyone else's. Um, like it always, I ran out of energy before uh, most people. And it's a belief and a reality that I really want to shift. So my companions on this journey are Amber and Garnet's. Amber for its ancient nature energy and light, and Garnet for its primal life energy and passion. I think it's a 
going to be a beautiful pairing for the energy and intention that I want to bring into this new year. And next to that, of course, I will include a lot more movement into my life. And I'm going to focus a little bit on um, the food I'm eating and what it does to my energy. So I've been really into the glucose goddess on Instagram. Um, and yeah, following those tips, seeing where my energy's at. So that's kind of uh, how I'm, yeah, bringing that intention to life. Uh, those are my action steps. And another practice that I want to leave you guys with uh, to do with Amber, I find it so very beautiful. So what I love to do with Amber is take it out into nature. I find a tree, the bigger and older the better, and I sit against it with my spinal cord touching the trunk. So this action alone is deeply healing as your energetic system synchronizes with the energetic system of the tree of nature. Um, and it's a frequency that feels to us like coming home. And as I'm sat on the ground, I use a tree as a portal into the earth, into the deepest of roots and connect with my amber as I hold it against my heart. And from this place, I feel its energy flowing from the amber, from the earth, into my heart and into every cell of my being. And here I just linger. I allow space for, um, for noticing what the energy of the amber does to my body, to my energetic system. Am I getting visions? Am I feeling certain emotions? Is, like, is my energy expanding? Is it um, certain colors? You know, really noticing what does this do to me and how, how does that ancient, deep tree energy feel in my body? Um, what does it do to me? So if you have a piece at home or if you feel super excited to connect with a piece, then I'd say try this practice. It's just also a beautiful way to get into nature. And yeah, that's it for Amber this week. If you have questions, um, please don't hesitate to ask to send me a message on Instagram at withcaressa or at the Crystal Guardian pod. And yeah, if there are any other crystals that you want me to dive into next, also shoot me a message, let me know, and maybe I will share about your favorite crystal in the next episode. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and sending you lots of love. Speak soon.